0: Blog Talk Radio. Joining our show this morning. Good morning to everyone. Welcome to the Superior Power in Black America show with host Darrell D. That's me and my co-host Monique Frink. She's not here today. She is still doing an intern. I miss her dearly, but uh, she's moving forward, and I'm very proud. Uh, What she's trying to do, what she's going to do, is she will be a active uh, special ed teacher. And she hopes that by being in the game, she can change some of the parts of the game. And so my prayer is with my wife, and uh, I know she's going to be successful. So today uh, we have a great show. We're talking about uh, daily violence in America. It is a continuation of a series. I think that uh, in order to change the way we think, we always have to um, we always have to come back to the point. We have to remind ourselves what we're talking about, why it's important, who we're talking about, who it's going to affect, and, and, and again, how we take it to the next level. So everybody is welcome to call in. Uh, you call in on the number 347-989-0180. Again, you can be my guest and uh share your viewpoint even if you have a uh an opposing view
1: you can always share
0: that so welcome call us 343479890180 uh I do want to mention the uh queen mother for real production this is a real production uh Service. She is. Uh, she's into what she's doing, and I got to tell you, man, I'm real proud of uh, the possibilities that I see in our future as we work together to get information, pertinent information, out to everyone. It is so important that we start changing the course of the conversation. Stop allowing our media and everyone else to inundate our minds. With what they want us to believe. Instead, we, as the leaders of the Black of the African American communities, we need to change the conversation. Start talking about positive things and reasons why we can change this. What we can do to change that. Uh, I was very surprised about the research that I found out. All right. So the next thing I want to mention is uh, this show actually started off as a book the book was inspired by million man march of 1995 i know uh everybody probably within our listening um audience will remember the million man march of 1995 it was a great movement it had uh tremendous energy however it resulted in not many um not many follow ups i would say i was very angry but i understand now the dynamics of why things could not continue to develop Sometimes time is not the right time, you know. Sometimes it's about um it's about the timing. And so I think that the Million Man March was maybe a little bit uh it was on time, but it set the stage for something greater to happen. So this book is called The Superior Power in Black America. It was written by me, Darrell D. Uh you can it 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 talked about three things. It talks about three things. Main point Self help, self sufficiency, self love, and understanding your roots. Now that means loving who you are as an African American. You are African first. You are you are an American, but you are a black African descendant. <laughs> okay, that's where your roots are. Over a billion people in that continent. Be proud. Everything came out of that. We got gold. We got everything came out of Africa. And so we need to reconnect. And so that's what the basis of the book is. It also talks about productivity and spending. Those are the three points. Now, it's important to know that if we are spending $1.1 trillion and you are only 13% of the population, you are 42 million people that could support a country with your spending. (laughs) Think about it. So that, those are the topics. And I'm hoping that I got, uh, well, I know one of my good friends, Kenneth Jones, is going to be here. I'm hoping uh, a young I'm lady. here. He, uh... Hello, Ken. How are you, man? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, Dal? Uh, I'm good, man. Thank you so much for uh, being with me. Uh, Ken, it looks like it's going to be you and I doing the brainstorming and putting down some information.
1: How do you no feel about problem.
0: That? No problem. (laughs) I love it. You know I don't need too many people
1: to talk. You know I don't need too many people to talk. I can have a good conversation (laughs) with myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Ken, I'm hoping hoping I don't experience that with you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) No, I hope not, (laughs) neither. So, here's, here's, so about, here's what I'm... about the deadly
1: violence in America, you know, mm-hmm. I know, I know what you're trying to accomplish by getting 10 million people and what have you, and to uh, uh, begin a networking system or community business uh, across the black community businesses across the country. But the first thing, like you said, the first thing we have to do is change our thinking. But before we could change our think, we have to change our behavior and attitude towards each other. I mean, there are people today in 2016 that don't black folks don't believe that they're from the African culture.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That you know, that's a sad reality, Ken. Uh, You know, and before anybody can change their behavior, man, they have to start altering the way that they think in order to change their behavior. So, um, you know, you wonder what comes first, chicken or the egg? Well, in this case, I think we need to start changing the conversation. You know, uh, media constantly shows the negative side of black people, what happens to us, what we might do to ourselves, and how they treat us. All of it is a downhill slide. So that information gets in it gets inside of us, our children. And then we come into into society with that negative um perspective. If something's gonna happen, this is who I am, and this is how they treat me.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah. And um um getting a feedback, some music in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, like that music yeah. Though. yeah. The music's still
0: on. No, I didn't. So, um, you know, if we... Okay. If that's the information that our children are coming to the table with from the start, then, of course, there'll be generations of people killing each other and not liking each other and not identifying with who they are, kid. Yeah, you you want to know the
1: sad point about it? Uh, About three weeks ago, uh, my daughter and I was talking, my youngest daughter. My youngest daughter is 22. And uh, we were talking, and she said, well, you know, Dad, you got if you want more young people to listen to your show... Uh, 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 you have to uh, talk about what they're interested in. I said, okay. Thank so you. I asked uh, five young folks that I'm associated with. I said, what mm-hmm. are some of the issues that 35 and under are interested in? You know what yeah. all of them said? Sex and fashion. Hello? Oh,
0: yeah. All right. All Sex right. and fashion. Okay. I-
1: I can understand and, that though, and, and, and I mean it's not wrong with that. I used to be twenty two. I used to be in my twenties. Yeah. It's hard to believe, but I used to be in yeah. my twenties. And
0: and, you know, and but, thinking that you are cute got it going on. You know, trying
1: to get some attention. <laughs> it was all about you. You know, so I understand <laughs> that. And, yeah, you know. and, but you know, I yeah, I was into those the, the, the entertainment too. But but at the same time, in the you know. Uh, what was going on in that time was south africa nelson Mandela, uh police brutality uh 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 racial profiling uh, it was racial profiling back there before we gave it a name so Go there had to be a balance and we had to show we had to show uh we had to demonstrate in front of in front of these uh individuals that that there are other things in society that should be a priority uh, besides entertainment, fashion, and relationships?
0: Well, it's got to be something. It's got to be something more. But let me let me go into this uh, topic, man, Daily Violence in America, second uh, episode of a series. So I pulled a report, Ken, and the report was printed February 28th, a couple of mm-hmm. days ago. It, it goes on to say, since late Friday afternoon, two people were killed, and at least 17 others have been wounded in shootings across the city in what is already shaping up to be the, uh, a violent year in Chicago. So two months in the year. And we're yeah. already talking about 95 homicides since the start of the year. Okay.
1: That's a lot of homicides
0: that's ninety five
1: dead that's ninety five dead black people
0: okay now check this out and and here's where here's where here's where I get really really kind of um kind of weirded out because as as i as I went on and i and I started looking at the other by the way what i the report that I pulled is the top thirty murder capitals in America. These are the top, yeah. Chicago's
1: number one, Chicago, LA.
0: (laughs) So, okay, let me just that's your hometown,
1: that's That's your hometown, hometown. yeah. Murder rate of the murder, the murder capital of the world.
0: (laughs) Think about that. Think about that. So, there's a reason, Ken, and the reason why it's important for us to be talking about this is because there is a reason for that. Now, if you look at the report. the report goes on to talk about what the superintendent is trying to do. He wants to shift officers around and put more officers on the street. But listen to what this report also indicates. While blacks make up 33% of the city's population, they accounted for 78% of the homicide victims, 80 out of 100. Okay? Okay. Now, the pattern is familiar. Okay, most violent crimes happens to be in impoverished, most black neighborhood, uh, impoverished neighborhoods with gangs. Now that's not yeah. that's not brilliant. That's not brilliant. But guess what the commonality is in Baton Rouge, Buffalo, New York, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, Chicago, Indiana, Birmingham, Alabama. Desert Hot Springs, California, up to 30 of these. The common denominator is black, impoverished neighborhoods, no economic growth, guns, and drugs. Black people, guns and drugs, no jobs, no development, and the the neighborhoods are already broken down and impoverished. That is a recipe for disaster. It is the perfect storm. Okay, so that's 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 the commonality to all of these. So well, well, for me,
1: well. When you have when you have poverty, well, first of all, you gotta look at well, well you gotta look at this. We live in a violent country. I mean, uh, uh the uh, I mean, there, there there's a big debate about you know, uh, uh gun ownership. So we live in, in 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 a violent country. Also, uh, um, how this country was established was through, through violent means. So when you turn on the media, especially the news, all the news breaking stories have to do with violence. Most of the news, is- if it's not politics, it's violence. And so, therefore. Uh, And and then when you have a capitalistic society where it breeds class structure uh, and and breeds the haves and the have-nots, that tends to trickle down to low-income areas or impoverished areas. And and, and let me tell you, everyone, every human being in the world wants to live comfortably and leave something As a legacy to the offspring, and when you're unable to do that, that that breeds depression, that breeds uh, uh, self hatred, that breeds uh, crime, and 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 when you do crime, uh, when 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 you do crime, you gonna do crime to the people that you're surrounded by. So that's where that black on black crime comes in. So there's a lot of things. Uh, uh, that happen in our com- low income communities that are really uh, just a trickle down, uh, uh, a trickle down um, characteristic of living in this
0: society. I totally agree with that, Ken. Now, here's now, here's here's my thinking though. Thinking. Guess what? If we <coughs> have uh, uh, compartmentalized everything that we just did, and we have found rhyme and reason, then there is a solution. And for me, the solution is, is clear. What we're talking about, everything ties into what we're trying to do with the 10 million people, uh, 10 million members, Ken. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because what it does is it takes out the impoverished element of the communities if you rebuild it. It takes out the anger because now I'm making some money and it's, it's legitimate and I can raise my family and, and buy my kids some shoes. So the anger is not there. Okay? So all of this, it, it just makes so much sense to me, man. It's like a big circle. You know, all of this is, is, is intertwined with, its, with each other. So if we don't start developing ways to work with each other, change the conversation. Uh, 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 invest in each other's welfare. If we don't start doing that like right now, this tragedy will continue forever. Now, I understand. I understand person to person not liking this person and not having a beef. I get that. But I don't understand the way of life that we have accepted. That is unacceptable.
1: Well, Black folks well older black folks you'd be surprised uh uh I, I know I don't know how true this is, but the Willie Lynch letter, and the first thing they say you know is start divide and conquer that whole letter, if you read it line by line, that whole premise is, is a, based on divide and uh, divide and conquer. Where you pin, pin older blacks against younger blacks, uh, lighter-skinned blacks against darker-skinned blacks, uh, rich blacks against poor blacks, uh, 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 disrupt the family structure, take the father out of the home, take the father out of the family, and 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 you can keep uh, uh, this race in a non-productive society for generations. And that's, remember, that's, that's we've true. been, it's, yeah, we've been in this situation for hundreds of years. You know, this, of this, years. this situation we talked about, Daryl, just didn't start last year. Police brutality did not start with that kid in Florida or Ferguson or Javon Martin. It just didn't start then. If has been police brutality since there been law enforcement in this country.
0: It's been okay, racist in this country, huh? Let me tell you something else, Ken. Mm -hmm. It is such the the system is so stacked against us from the Constitution on down that you can have a racist KKK uh, group uh, voting for the president of the United States and putting and then uh, a whole nation of racists. Are coming together and driving this, this thing forward. You looking at the same thing that happened in the sixties, man, with with uh, what was the boy, the mayor name of Alabama or Georgia, oh, he um, was, and, um Clark. May. The mayor's name was I mean,
1: Clark, I believe. If, you know, if you and Bull
0: history,
1: And Bull and Bull was the police commissioner. Bull Carter so was the if, police commissioner.
0: If you look at the history what Donald Trump is saying, we want to make America great again, that is what he's talking about.
1: Yeah. Cold words, cold statements I call. And, and when they say the middle class, they ain't talk about us. They're talking about uh 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 the white population. You know, white, they people over, over white people making
0: over over hundred and fifty thousand. White people is making over hundred and fifty thousand. That's they uh that's their middle class today. Maybe two hundred to five hundred. Less than a million. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And 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 the the wealth gap is in such despair. I mean, they make. Here's what the statistics say, and you know I'm a statistic man. They mm-hmm. say uh, a, a average Caucasian household will earn ninety one thousand dollars that year. And the average Black African American household will earn six thousand dollars in the same year. That yeah that, yeah that sounds about right yeah they're right the statistics the, the are right that's the stupidest thing that I have ever heard. When you spend one point one trillion dollars a year, something is not right. We're we well, all
1: crazy. Well, that $6,000 is not staying in the community, it's not being recycled in the community. And we spend our money. What makes it so interesting? If you go to the average low income black community uh, in America, and and if you look at the businesses in those communities, you know, I would say about 90%, 90% of the businesses. In those communities, are owned are owned by other cultures other than African American.
0: That's correct. And check this out.
1: I want to add one other thing. If we did have African American uh, businesses in these communities, will the people patronize or do business? with that African-American business owner.
0: Okay, I got answer for that, but let me put a caveat on that other thing first. Uh, Likewise, they are in your neighborhood doing big business, extracting lots of money out, and they know how much it is, but you cannot go and open up a business in their neighborhood. No, you cannot. Okay, so for me, that's like, okay, why can't, we put our minds together and decide to do the same thing. Now they don't; they do run you out of their neighborhoods. They'll burn your store down. They'll do all that kind of stuff. Okay, so uh, and, and then they won't patronize you at all. You know, they'll, you won't even get a, a customer. You know, maybe one or two. No, right. uh, so they'll they'll make it very difficult for you to operate in that community. So we need to have the same attitude, and 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 then Ken, to answer your second question about will we patronize that 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 place. I would say to you, yes. I work for a company that puts forth a tremendous effort to give exceptional service, high-level, high-level service, Be courteous, kind, customer's always right, let me help you, we're going to do this for you, thank you for being a customer to us. All of that kind of stuff goes into, am I going to come in your stone? Now, you also have to have a very nice product a good product one that is competitive don't bring me no rotten rotten apples when you your, your your competitor across the street has some delicious red apples right so it's all about it's all about business when you think about going into business yeah those black businesses will will survive in the black neighborhood if we put pride in the business
1: but the, uh i want to tell you about this research that was conducted in the uh, nineties in Brooklyn. Uh, There was this gentleman that uh, used to host a show uh, and and he did an experiment and he was about black economics and, and he was conducting an experiment in one of the toughest black neighborhoods in Brooklyn, New York. And he set up two stores, one store, that looked like it was owned by a white person and the other store that looked like it was owned by a black person. And the uh, the store that looked like it was owned by a white person, the prices was higher, uh, uh, poor products, uh, negative customer services. Uh, and the other store that looked like it was owned by black, it was a clean store. Uh, the prices was lower. And they had positive customer service. Services and 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 uh, and the gentleman that did this experiment was named Bob Law. So Mr. Law just stood out in front of the experiment and wondered why why are a lot of us still patronizing this white store? And uh, it was snowing that day, and there was this elderly black woman walking down the block, breaking her neck to get to that white store. So he stopped her. He said, "Look, why don't you go to that store? It's cleaner and, and um." Lower prices and good customer service. You know what her response was? He said, I don't want to do business with those in. And uh in meaning, you know, the derogatory word for black folks. And um and that goes back to what you were saying at the beginning of of the show about changing our thinking. Not changing our thinking, but changing our perception towards each other, our actions, uh, changing our action. Towards each other, mountain to climb a big mountain, because our our thinking toward each other has been so polluted by the other culture is that it's going to take a while to change the thinking process towards each other, and it is a daily fight
0: now that is absolutely, now, that is absolutely correct,. Absolutely yeah. correct. Now we don't. Uh, what I'm saying, what I uh, propose, is that this is not going to happen. It may not even happen in my lifetime, Kim. But I think we should at least start the ball rolling. And we have it, to. It, it, it got to start. It, uh, uh, it, it, like that, as uh, as like
1: that, as Dr. King used to say, you know, uh, when's the time? When's the time? And they keep on saying, wait, wait. When's the time? And I'm telling everyone. Not- you saw my show on Black Urban America. The time is now. Matter of fact, we're late. We're late to the call. Thank you.
0: We are we are late to that cause, and we need to wise up. Okay. So now, what we're talking about, for all our listeners out there, we're talking about the superior power that is in the black community here in America. It turns out that our superior power is our spending power. And we are not benefiting from that spending power. So I wrote a book. The book is called The Superior Power in Black America. You can find this book Amazon or Lulu.com. It's L-U-L-U dot com or Barnes and Nobles. You could actually read about fifty eight pages of pages of this book for free if you Google book it. Uh, we want to get the message out We want to start the conversation You know, we don't need to We You do have to buy the book In order to understand what the plan is The plan is how to open up banks The plan is how to put your money together The plan is how to build communities And, and restart black America In a whole different light You know, and this can be done We can do this, Ken But mm. we need to move as a unit We need to move as a conglomerate you know, you ain't gonna do nothing by yourself, uh, standing on the corner talking about how Miss Jones' hair is turned to the wrong side of her
1: head. <laughs> <laughs> and I also want to tell people I skimmed through the book last night, and uh, it's easy reading. It's easy reading, so you can understand the terms. And Dow Dow uh wrote the book. You can tell he wrote the book in terms of for everyone to understand it from the college professor to the business owner to the, the, the guy on the corner. Easy read. So
0: we start off we start off by talking about renew the way you think and the way you see your 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 neighbor, you know, see him in a whole different light. See him as a possible business partner. You know, I got a in in, in this book, uh I got a uh a uh dedicated couple of paragraphs that talks about on a city block in Brooklyn in Chicago there are at least uh at least forty homes on each side of the street. I'm talking about eighty homes. And if it's all black then you got eighty families. And so out of those eighty families there should be a level of protection and uh oneness. You know, if 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 Ms. Jones uh house burnt down you got eighty families that should be able to rebuild that house in the next week or so, and somebody needs to move over and let Miss Jones stay with them for a minute. Now that's called conglomerate. That's called looking out for each other, working together. That, is,
1: it, used to be family like family. that it used to be like that, Darrell. It used to be like that. it used to be like that until integration.
0: Think about that, Ken. It's funny you would say that.
1: You know I anti integration. I mean, I don't see. I I, you know, I I just want to make my uh, stand perfectly perfectly clear. Like on my show, I do not give out my opinion on different issues. I let my guests express themselves. You know, and there's a whole wide range of different uh, ideologies of opinions out black communities. But since I'm a guest on your show, I'm gonna tell you what I'm really I'm really I'm really, uh, uh, for the last 15 years, that, uh, and I love this man, that Dr. King let, he, I mean, one of his last speeches, he said, I hope I'm not leaving my people in the burning house while I talk about integration. And guess what? That the doctor's story. We house. are in a burning house in America. Yeah, America is the burning house, and we smack there right in the middle of it. And we we'll make it so bad that 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 if we continue this, in another twenty years we will lose our culture. We will lose it. The black race will not be the black race as it once was. And we, I think sometimes
0: that's the, that's that's our major problem, Kenny. We lost our our culture. If we lost that in in slavery when they beat. Uh, when they when they when they committed those atrocities, man, and put fear in in our grandfathers and our grandmothers' hearts, fear for our lives, because these people were some of the worst of the worst, and they did some yeah. of the worst things that you imagine. And so, yeah, that. But this is a different generation, and what we need to do now is reach back, get that information, and bring it and implant it in their subconscious, in their mind. Give them a new start. They won't even talk about uh, African-American history past the 16th century. That's a, that's absurd. They don't... People, yeah, everything came out of Africa, so they should be talking about it because they should be looking for their own roots. <laughs> I
1: almost got kicked out of college in undergrad school. I almost yeah. got kicked out of undergrad school for the paper I wrote. And I wrote a paper and the the title was, and, and I'm like only 19 years old, and I wrote a paper that almost got, got me kicked out of this all-white college but that my mother made me go to because I wanted to go to a black college. I was a black nationalist back then. Uh, uh, I wrote a paper called U.S. History Should Be Renamed African American History. That whole, all the, perfect, I, I, fa- I've, I failed the course, of course, and they tried getting mm-hmm. me kicked out for that paper, but this was in the seventies, <laughs> though. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah.
0: Two story. Two story. Look, look. So I saw a uh, program, and this is this is where this is headed. This country is headed if we don't start redirecting things, man. I'm telling you. Uh, I saw a video where the Ku Klux a group of Ku Klux Klan members went into this particular neighborhood filled with blacks and Hispanics. And they were standing there doing their little demonstration, and they got their noses white. okay? Those folks was like, we don't want y'all here. What are you doing here? And it was it was uh, kind of a gruesome sight, okay? But they had no business going in there demonstrating, talking about white power in a black neighborhood or a Hispanic neighborhood, nor... Should they be th- talking about a Period. But here is where the bubble is. Now it's if they, now they're offending Mexicans and Hispanics, and they are going to find that they can only unite with black people. When that happens, white society is no longer a majority in this country. You got 109 million. Uh, Hispanics and Mexicans and you got 42 million blacks out of 300 million people that my brother is half and so the panic the panic is they see the numbers changing before their eyes and they can't do anything about it Donald Trump is trying to close the borders because he sees this and he is a real KKK member his daddy was that's in his roots you know you can tell by the way he talked to everybody not just blacks you
1: know, he <laughs> just he just uh, he just, uh a hit racist. Hey, hey he you, know you know what? You know what? I I uh, talking about this. I really am. I really am concerned. I really, I really am concerned about the next eight years. Uh, I don't care who winning. it. I really, I really okay, am concerned man. about because Hillary. She's no, uh, she's no walk in the park. Neither, you know. You she's could tell. Terrible. You got to remember. You have to remember. You know, my mother told me when I was uh, 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 a young man, before I went off to school, she said, "You know, don't be fooled by white women. White women are just as racist as white men." Cause when white Sometimes men worse. was little, Sometimes when worse. white men were little, who do you think was raised in the races? Before they, them, before they got with
0: it. Oh. I have worked for many Caucasian women, and I can tell you, man, they seem to be more ruthless, more, they just more, they, they were just worse for me. They did... Some of the worst things if you as a woman can stand around and see you, your man stomp another woman's baby out of her stomach and you standing around watching that what does that make you
1: Yeah and I got a question for you Daryl and I got a yeah. question for you and maybe what 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 uh uh um why Now we know all of this the average black person In the United States of America Know this They know about slavery They know about Jim Crow They know about the new Jim Crow laws They know about racism Because they face it every day But we still We still in 2016 Want to get approval By the white man We still in 2016 Want to associate With white folks I mean yeah we got to associate with everybody. You know what I mean, but when you make your it, primary mission to assimilate into a culture that don't want you, that's a problem. That's a problem. It is
0: it's, it's a problem, can, but let me let me add a, a a a slightly different perspective. If we did that what you're suggesting, then we become the racist. Now, here's what The definition of a racist is by someone that I heard uh, explain it this way. Uh, Racism comes from the word word race, and that means a certain people. And ism is the oppression that is put on another uh, people. And so if you look at uh, who are the oppressors, those would be the racists. Now, that's see, we folks can't be racist, mean- Daryl.
1: We can't, we cannot be racist for not wanting to be in your culture. We can't be racist by wanting to be pro-black. We can't be racist by saying, "Hey, I don't want to do any business with you. I want to do business with my own kind." That is not racism. That is not racism. That is not because that's, that's, that's we've self-love. never been the dominant culture. We never oppressed anyone. In America. That's so, it. therefore, we cannot ever be racist in this country. The only thing we can be is that we want to be independent, we want to be self-reliant, and we do not want your crumbs.
0: We don't want your crumbs, and nor can we use that. And so that's why all of this makes sense, because we have to start thinking different. And just like you say, the people, uh, those that, that experiment you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. It is the mindset of those people that continue to go to the store that's beating them down and cheating them opposed going to a store that's giving them a better a better deal and better service. It is that mindset that embedded mindset we are a we are a um uh gentle natured people gentle natured people whereas yeah that's uh, how come we got taken. Mm-hmm. That's how we that's got. That's how we got.
1: What's our nature? They
0: have, they have uh, a our opposition has a uh, 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 aggressive nature. That is that is the makeup, and so that's why we find ourselves still trying to. Plus, everything you know, uh, we don't own nothing, so we have to mingle. We have to go out. That's how it's set up. If we want a fur coat, we can't go to our own neighborhood and get it. We got to go out. So we aspire to be able to go to that store and not be looked at as youth in the steel zone. We aspire to that. Well, it will
1: always be like that, what you describe. If we don't follow your recommendation, which is the bill, see, by having, by building businesses in your community with small businesses where you come when, when you put when you bring all these small businesses together it it it, it, it create a, a stream of revenue uh, a a stream of uh 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 development you know we don't have to depend on the government to build our schools, to build our homes to build possible. our
0: hospitals you know, it's, so so- it's so clear, Ken, you spend $1.1 $1. $1 trillion. That's uh, a lot of money. You can do all of the things you just said easily, all of the things you just said easily. Put that first, first uh, store in the black community, get some of the brothers in that community to make sure that store is protected, and then offer that that those goods to those people at a price that they can pay for it, and that store will be successful in that neighborhood. That's the answer, bro. And that means change the way we think and Which behave. Change the behavior. And behave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a game changer, right there, man. Don't be afraid to put that first store in that black neighborhood, but make sure it's owned by a black person. Mm-hmm. Okay, put that jewelry store over there, you know, get that, get that, get that, get those farmers together to give us some great produce and let's, let's compete, you know, you know, it's amazing to me, man. Black women spend so much money on hair. It is, it is absolutely for me. Every time I go into the store to get my, my baby some, some weave or whatever she needs and all that cosmetic stuff. It 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 tears me up inside because we are we are we are single-handedly lifting up this this business single-handedly. Yes. They don't have no other people that's supporting that, you know. Yet we can't find the products to sell for ourselves, and they won't sell it to us in bulk. If you do the do the research, they they kind of monopolize the industry. How can you do that when the industry was here? to begin with before you got here. That's right. America so was making wigs. America was making wigs back in the twenties and the thirties. Even before then. That 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 industry is already here. Why not resurrect it here in different black neighborhoods, man? Let's make our own hair. Look, in my book, this talks about who would be best to determine what quality of hair they should they should use. What price they should buy it at. What styles they should create, but the people that is wearing it. So why should they not be the business owners? And the money is already there, (laughs) you know. And so it is everything ties right into the superior power. There is a superior power in the in the black community, all across this nation, fifty-two states. Is something. That I thought was really kind of crazy. The greatest concentration of black people is in the South, Florida, Louisiana, Alabama, the reddest Georgia. state in the Union, Georgia, Well, you ain't got nothing coming. They are, they are, South Carolina. They, they go in your churches and they kill you. That's how much they want you there. Yet we are there in. You know, by by the millions. There's a map
1: There's
0: a math in the book. It talks about where our population is. Okay. So our population, the greatest population, is in the southern states where they have the greatest oppression to us. And you wanna know something? It's
1: funny. It's funny that. You brought up that, I was just thinking, I could tell why I'm in a black neighborhood. I could tell why I'm in a black neighborhood because you, know, you talk about changing the thinking again, I want to add with that thing, we had to change our behavior. We had to start taking pride in our community. I know that the average black person doesn't feel that they own anything at that they they rent they rent an apartment or they rent a rent a house uh they go to the store uh uh it's owned by somebody else you know and so the neighborhood is like the neighborhoods are run down uh, uh people hanging on the corners drinking whatever uh um I just want to say that that just changing the physical structure of the community can help a whole lot by being clean uh uh not throwing uh debris on the ground uh uh um uh, not cleaning up your uh uh your area your ha- where you live you know that breeds a whole bunch of stereotypes uh that breeds a whole lot of uh uh resentment that breeds a whole lot of uh uh uh, uh disrespect towards yourself, your neighbor and your environment. That's our environment, uh, and, um, and 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 the pride. And, and I know when I was little. We just talk about black pride, black pride, black. Well, black pride starts with oneself, with your home, with your area, with your block, with your community, with your with, with, with your city.
0: With, with your with your bedroom, man. Yeah, you know it starts right at home. And that's where the that's where the renewing of the mind has to take place. Now let me just say this, Ken, uh, because we've been on this show been on this radio now for close to an hour. Uh, but I do want to tell people that this book developed into a movement. The movement is called T Spiba. You can look it up on the website, ww dot t s p i b a t S-P-I-B-A, teach people. It's the acronyms for the superior power in black America, okay? And it is the solution to a lot of our dilemmas, but it is not a one-time solution, not a one-faction solution. It has many, many, many parts that work in conjunction with one another to create a a different black America all over. So visit the website. The website is where you go to join. We're looking to gain 10 million members. This is the game changer. You either join or you stay on the outside, and you look and you see black people being dragged into jails. You look and you see black people still living in homes, sitting on bricks in Mississippi and in Texas. You you, you sit at home and you see black people still not having jobs. If you don't join, then you are accepting that we can't do anything about it. But if you join and you are a member of a 10 million member strong union, you can literally move mountains, okay? So the second part of what I was going to talk about, Ken, and i got to go through it real fast so people will have a clear idea, the way this works, okay, SPIBA will produce 1,000 black millionaires every year for 10 years, thereby producing 10,000 black millionaires in 10 years to develop and invest in black communities. The millionaires that are uh, produced by this organization, are—they're they're like, they're like soldier companies. Every one of them have to reinvest in their community they have to open up a business they have to be a business-minded uh family and then the family have they don't the family don't have to work in the business but they have to be understanding this is how we got this money and this is where it's going so it uplifts that community each uh millionaire that is developed okay now you
1: that's your yes. question yes. how come it's so difficult we have a lot, we uh, we have millions of black men in this country that are smart, intelligent, scholarly, and they have skills. Why is it so difficult for a black man to start a business in this country?
0: It's, it's, if we don't it's look the the same way, we don't You got talk no a base. Huh? You got no base. You got no base, Ken. You don't have a bank that is sensitive to your desire to open up a head shop okay? They don't know nothing about that. What? Bank of America? A head shop? What the heck? I can't invest in no head shop because they don't care to understand the black uh, culture. A head shop, you're going to have African-American, African artifacts, uh, jewels and, you know, uh, uh, necklaces made from uh, tusks and different things that the culture produces. That is what a head shop is. But Bank of America will not invest in something like that. That's why you don't have it. So with a base, with a financial base that is sensitive to our entrepreneurial spirit, that base would be obligated to invest in your neighborhood, to invest in you as an African-American entrepreneur. So that is the difference. Caucasians can go into a bank and they can get what they need. Even farmers and they have all types of things set up for them to survive, to prosper. Black folks, you're getting the highest interest rates. They want their money back faster. If you don't do this, if you don't do that, you ain't getting in no way. Bring in your mama. We want everybody to sign. Ludicrous. So that's why you don't have the development in the black communities. The banks won't give the money. The People don't have the jobs to pay it back. It's a bad investment, but if you had a base where people are paying into it, that changes that dynamic. Hmm.
1: That sounds like the Chinese yes, sir. in America. Yep. Everybody doing it. And the Koreans doing it. in America. And the Indians from India in America. That sounds like the Arabs in America. That sounds like he, even some Africans from Africa in America. Everybody knows the formula, except for African-Americans. Is that by design, or is that on us?
0: That is that, Now, today, my brother, that's on us. Today, that's on us. It was by design when we was being led around by the neck with a chain. Mm-hmm. But today, we got ourselves chained up. We won't pull up our own pants. We still think it looks good with a big rack of gold in your mouth, looking like uh, a fool, a total fool, trying to talk. How do you run from a dog that's trying to attack you if your pants is down by your knees? Those are the types of, um, of images that that we see, and we are our minds are inundated with, and so therefore we now begin to act that way. Mm-hmm. You see, and so we start believing our own way.
1: stereotypes. We start that believing our correct. own stereotypes.
0: That's correct. That's on us. Now, if the message was different, Kenny, is what I'm saying to you, man. We need to start changing the message. If the messaging was different and then the images became different, that is what would go into the subconscious. That is what we would aspire to achieve. So stop we have to stop letting the media show all of this negativity and then we then start Believing that that nonsense ourselves by countering the information. We ain't going to stop them from doing it, but we need to pump up some of the good stuff.
1: Okay.
0: And we need everybody involved, man. So visit the website, www.tspiba.com. Join this movement. It is 10 million members. Moving this. African-American part of the country up. We feel like this. This is not a trickle-down economic plan. This is a plan where we take people from the bottom and we raise them up. So if we lifting up the floor, if we raising the floor of the economic standard in in black America, if we raise that floor up, everybody sitting on the floor is going to be lifted. Now, that's that's just... That, that's just economics, one-on-one. <laughs> hmm. So it's, it's clear to me. It's so clear, you know. So that's where I'm at. Uh, Ken, I got to thank you for coming on to the show. I also Are you not going to tell everybody about my show, uh, Daryl. <laughs> oh, by the way, I almost forgot. My brother, good brother Kenneth Jones here, have a show. And it adds on Tuesday. Can't tell people about your show, man. Get Tuesday mornings in. at 10 o'clock.
1: And, and if you want to be a part of this show, that's 10 o'clock Easter Standard Time. Because I forget a lot of times that people from all over the country listen to the show. And it's called Black I'm Urban America. What is it called, called
0: again,
1: I say it's called Black, Black Urban America. And what is
0: the platformer?
1: Well, the platform is that we don't talk about the causes of the problems in our communities. We talk about the solutions because everybody knows what the problem is. even a five year old in this country know what the problem is but but we got to start discussing solutions and implementation. We got to start doing. Implementing the plan. We got to come up with the like plan, and the most important, we got to implement the plan.
0: I say, speed is
1: the plan, King. Hey, hey, you know, well, well, everybody should know by now. I'm a part of it because you know I'm on your show.
0: <laughs> well, you're you're a member. You're you're yeah. one of the first members. Also, we have a lot of members. You know, here's the thing. We don't. We're not going to be requiring any monetary. Uh, commitment until we reach five thousand members. With five thousand members we can we can build a nice uh a nice uh investment platform so we can immediately start uh, loaning for uh businesses, for people that want to start businesses. Okay. That is the whole plan. We want to give this money back to those communities so that they can be rebuilt. Okay, and how do you get it back? Loans, grants, education. Grants, loans, uh, automobile, grants, loans, all of these things you qualify for just by virtue of being a member. Yes. is Well, I like to be a member, so how can I do that? Well, all you have to do is just uh, go to the website, Com and join, you know, 10 million people strong. That changes the whole game, and then we can inundate each other's minds with positivity, and people will see the manifestation of it. So that's okay. the Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining the show. See you next week. This is Darold D.